Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I'm supporting all my favorite Bay Area teams. Who are you rooting for? From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casinos as well. They never close. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds. And today's episode, I'm going to be talking to a few of the next generation of U.S. ice dancers who they're all in the senior level right now and they are all shooting for the Olympics. Definitely all got their eyes on 2026 and even 2022, but they'll see how the cards stack up for them. All of these ice dancers are friends of mine who I grew up doing international competitions together on the junior circuit. So it's been really amazing to watch them progress in the sport and I'm definitely cheering for them for the next few years. But before I begin, a quick word from my sponsor. Today's show is presented by Beachley, who I'm super excited about because I live near the beach and I love the beach style. Beachley is a box of beach-inspired apparel and accessories delivered four times a year. With Beachley, you get six to eight pieces of premium apparel, and proceeds from each box sold funds beach cleanups by Heal the Bay. You choose either quarterly or annual payments for your subscription, and you can also cancel at any time. So go to Beachley's website and use our promo, SKATING, to get $20 off your subscription. Again, use our code SKATING, that's S-K-A-T-I-N-G, at checkout at beach.ly today. Now back to the show. So right now I have with me Lorraine McNamara, who is an ice dancer for Team USA. And she and I actually traveled a lot together when we were representing Team USA when we were super young. Like I'm talking, I was 15, she was 14, I feel like. Was that right? Or were you 13? Yeah, I was 13, 13, 14. 13, 14. Yeah. So we were basically babies on the international field going to Junior Grand Prix. And one of my favorite memories actually is from the 2013 Junior Grand Prix final, where both of us competed as juniors, and then we were running around the event afterwards, being crazy, dancing in a YMCA in the stands, you know, all that jazz. Oh my god, such a good time. <laughs> so such fun. Time. Yeah, so. How old were you when you started skating? I started skating just before I turned three, um, and then I started you know, in the training center that I'm at now under the WISA um, Wheaton Ice Skating Academy with my coaches when I was five. And I've been with them ever since. Wow. That longevity, like, tell me a little bit more about staying um, with your same coaching team. Cause it's pretty typical. I feel like for a lot of skaters to move on from who they first started taking to and kind of jump coaches throughout their career. But um, similar to you, I, I didn't. So Talk about your experience with that. No, so I joined um, Elena and Alexi right at the beginning, right when they started the Wheaton Ice Skating Academy. 
since I started out with their training approach and their coaching approach, it was something that I really wanted to stick with. And they had become almost second parents to me. As I grew into the skater that I am today, they were such a monumental part of that, that there was no reason to leave that behind because everything they were doing made sense. (laughs) And I knew throughout every stage that it was making me into the best skater that I could possibly be. So why would I not stick with that? Don't fix what's not broken, right? So that's really cool. Why change it? When did you decide to actually be an ice dancer? So like, what was the timeline in terms of you started skating, like right before you turned three, but when did you decide ice dance was for you? Because I started out with Elena and Alexi and they were ice dancers and they were building this ice dancing academy. That's kind of just how it happened was that the coaches that I ended up with ended up being ice dance coaches. And so they sort of started me right off the bat with the ice dance sort of approach. Um, And I fell in love with it and got a partner very soon after with them and just stuck with it. That's awesome. Did you ever try single skating, like jumps and spins and all of that stuff and just not really like it? So maybe when I was like four or five, we all sort of had at the very, very beginning, we all had um, little solo programs where you would do maybe like three or four teeny tiny jumps. And um, I wish I could say that I tried it again, sort of later on, but it just wasn't for me. Jumping is not my thing. But no, I never really veered away from dance in any way. So like all of your career, pretty much like on the international fields before this year and everything, as well as when you were younger was with your partner, Quinn Carpenter, right? So uh, during the pandemic, like you announced a change in partnership. So kind of walk us through that. What happened? How did you go through the process of getting a new partner? You know, Quinn and I started skating together when I was six. Uh, So we were um, partners for just about 15 years, which is a very long time. (laughs) Yeah, most most partners definitely don't last that long. (laughs) But we were so fortunate to have um, grown together and, you know, grew at the same pace. It all worked out. Um, And then... Uh, as you mentioned, this past spring, Quinn decided to step away from competitive skating and retire. It was definitely a, you know, hard thing to go through. It was very emotional. I had grown up with him. We were uh, practically brother and sister. And, you know, as I grew and developed as a human, (laughs) not even just a skater, he was always there um, next to me. So that was definitely an emotional process. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're at such a high level that if you don't a hundred percent want it, then, you know, you can't just stick around just because, um, you really gotta be a hundred percent dedicated to it. At the end of the day, it was time for him to move on. Um, but at the same time, I knew more than anything that I Mm -hmm. did not want to move on. I wanted, I, I want it so bad, you know, to stay in the sport and finish out my career as best I can and as long as I can. So, I knew right off the bat that that was not the end of my personal journey. Uh, So this all happened right when the rinks closed down. And so I felt very stuck at first because here I am 
going through very uncharted territories, you know, where do you even begin? I never had to begin anywhere. I just had him since the beginning. But so I felt very stuck in more ways than one because I, you know, yeah. never done this before and all the rinks were closing down and you know how can you make moves and make plans when you're not allowed to <laughs> so that was you know scary at first but a few around may or may or june my coach reached out mm-hmm. to me and said okay we have a potential tryout a potential partner so we want to get you on the ice with him as soon as possible and here i am thinking oh my god i haven't skated in weeks <laughs> and now i'm supposed to have the first tryout of my entire life like this is crazy i got so excited because here i am this is you know my first tryout oh my god it's like a first date what do you do but <laughs> but so uh anton and i had our tryout and right away it clicked um and we knew okay this is good this is this just feels right there is such energy and you know such match energy (laughs) and excitement that you know it just we knew that it was the right move so very quickly after um we sort of sealed the deal and decided okay let's move forward with this let's go no that's actually a crazy story that's awesome the stars kind of aligned for you in that way where just one shot and you're good um and like yeah you guys just skated at great america and you guys looked amazing together even though it's so new it's only been what like three months so yeah thank you so that's much. awesome yeah i like the way your skating style is super rhythmic and modern and like I was telling you like your long lines are super you know statuesque on the ice they're very unique so love that about you and what <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna give you all these compliments whatever um so I love this show <laughs> thank you thank you we're we're really giving positivity back to the skating community oh, so you know important so we need some happiness in our skaters yes uh, but yeah, uh, so what's your goal for the next four years? You know, do you have your eye on the Olympics? Oh, you yeah. know, we know about ice dance politics. You kind of have to wait in line a lot of the time is what right. we've seen at least in the past. So right. what's kind of your strategy to break through as soon as possible? And um, yeah, talk about your goals. I mean, 100% Olympics are on my mind, on our mind. Woo! You know, let's do it. Let's go. Um, but <laughs> you know, as you said, it can, you know, you have to be patient. And that I think that's hard for all of us, you know, as very competitive people, as skaters, you know, we're a little impatient. So how are you gonna, you know, take that energy and use it productively? We show up every day to training and do as much as we can. And if we do that, at the end of the day, we'll do as much as we could have and hope that it's enough to push us through. And I think we can say very confidently that we're moving pretty quickly um, with the improvements that we're making and little things add up over the course of four years. You know, the goal is that it brings us first in line. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's a goal for everyone, right? That's, that's awesome. So are you thinking for timeline wise for you guys, would you say like 2022 is, uh, in sites or are you looking more for 2020 what would be the next one 2026 yeah I mean math as you said <laughs> as you said there are bands you have to sort of wait in line and uh we get that and we're recognizing that so we're just gonna obviously 
2026 is 100% let's go. Um, 2022 is we just want to show everybody who we are as a team and that we're up there in the game. We don't, we don't need people to say, Oh, let's come back and look at them in a few years. Like look at us now. Yes. Um, Love that. That's a great mentality. Uh, Yeah. You know, that's all any athlete can do is do their best, come show their best and make it be known that Anytime anyone puts their skates on and laces their boots up, they have a chance. So exactly, that's and what we're hoping for. If you love it. You know, if you love the day to day as much as we do, then, you know, that's not an issue lacing the skates up and doing it every day. So, you know, it makes it easier. Exactly. Well, that was really awesome. Um, thanks for talking with me just now. Say hello to your mom. Miss you guys so fun thank you so much for having me yeah of course that was really awesome good luck to you guys in the future thanks okay so now i'm here with anthony ponomarenko who is our u.s ice dancer who i actually grew up with just a little side note if anyone hears my dog right now she's in (laughs) she's with us during this recording so uh we grew up together in san jose our parents were friends his parents are Olympic ice dance champions Marina Klimova and Sergei Ponomarenko, who also taught me and coached me in both edges and choreography when I was growing up. And both of our families used to have holiday parties together. We had so many fun times running around the ice rink and hanging out, you know, doing a bunch of crazy stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's basically like a brother to me. He is my little brother's godbrother. <laughs> Everyone, Anthony Ponranko. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, since we were young, we were training in the San Jose rink, and then you ended up moving to Michigan. At what age did you move? And it was for Ice Dance, right? So just yeah, talk about yeah. that process. I, uh, well, I started going to Igor um, when I was 12 with my other partner, Um really moved when I was 13, moved away from my parents, um, have been training in uh, Michigan ever since, but uh, yeah, parents parents ended up still being here. Yeah. So what was the move like? You moved for a new partner, right? Yes. So yeah. she lived in Michigan, so that's why you moved? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we, we chose Igor as a coach. At, at, eight, at the age of 13, you really stop listening to your parents and they were my, they were my coaches uh, growing up. So they, need, they, they decided that uh, it was time for me to uh, go under the wing of someone else. Um, so and then I decided, we decided on Michigan. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you started skating with Christina Carrera. Yep. How many years now have you been skating together? This is our seventh season. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Cool. So how how do you think you guys have been doing in terms of, yeah, seven years skating together? What has your progress been like? Do you feel like you guys are on this really great trajectory? Yes, I think so. And, like, we – junior and senior is completely different in ice dance, and we had an outstanding junior career uh, two junior world medals. Um, grand, uh, we went to the junior grand prix final, and uh, we won uh, nationals in the U.S. So I think we had a really successful junior career, and now into senior, uh, it's also been successful, but a little different. Uh, senior climbing the senior ranks um, internationally and even uh, nationally in the U.S. is very difficult. Uh, there's a lot of great competition, but I think we've been uh, we've really been uh, successful, and we hope to carry that momentum forward. 
so that's that's really awesome. I know with ice dance, there's definitely kind of a pecking order and a wait your turn mentality. So how do you feel like that's affected you guys this far? And what would be your strategy to kind of break through from that stereotype? Well, it's uh, it's very difficult because uh, in ice dance, you build this reputation and um, it's very difficult to uh, uh, to climb up the ranks. But um you know, it's really about uh, the practices, showing up to competition, and just showing that you're ready and you can compete with uh, with the top teams. Um, always putting out great performances. We've we've had a little bit of trouble with consistency, but it's always just coming to competition and showing that uh, showing the best self, showing your best self. And I think uh, that's how you really climb the ranks and kind of skip uh, skip some turns. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just watched you guys at Skate America, and I was really happy to see you guys on screen. I think you guys have an amazing, like, super romantic, gentle quality to your skating that's very unique. It's very classic. Uh, and even though you guys are so young, you have maturity on the ice, which I think is really important to anybody skating, and that's really nice to see. Um, so, like, what are your goals? Obviously, I'm thinking Olympics, right? Yes, of course, yeah. So, are we talking 2022? Are we talking 2026? What is the timeline? We definitely, we definitely want to try for 2022. Um, it, it, it is difficult uh, climbing the ranks in the U.S., but we really, uh, we really want to try for 2022. And if not, um, that's okay. Uh, we'll we'll give it our best shot, um, but we really hope to do 2026. Gotcha. Last question. So since your parents are, they were your coaches, they're not your head coach anymore, obviously, but they obviously have so much expertise um, and credibility in the sport of ice dance with their own accomplishments. Do they still help you out in terms of giving you advice do they go to competitions with you do they watch your events oh, they, and give you they, feedback like what yeah do they, do? they help out they help out so much like they they grew up in this sport they know everything uh everything that goes on and um they know the mistakes have, that people have made in the past and they uh they've made mistakes in the past so they they give me a bunch of advice and just uh really give a helping hand and uh, trying to succeed they're a huge inspiration to me and they're always there like my mom our first year senior uh, came out to Michigan and worked on the Tango Romantica with us which was she skated at two Olympics and we ended up having a really good Tango Romantica so she's still in that she's still in the overall process and uh, in the team and they give a lot of advice that's awesome that's really cool to have such like experience in your corner and yeah to just have that expertise um it's another really unique thing that you guys have about you guys and that's total strength so (laughs) (laughs) that's cool all right well thank you for that thanks for coming on thanks belina of course okay so now i'm here with logan by logan and i actually skated when we were younger we had our international careers kind of begin together. We were at Junior Grand Prix Mexico together where I roomed with his partner, Chloe. And um, yeah, so she's actually now at USC about how your education has been going. You obviously um, have been in college while training and you know, you've had to balance a lot on your plate. I know for sure. So kind of talk about that. Yeah. So um, like you said, I've been going to university since I think it's been four years, a little more than that now. 
Um, it's been a little bit of a struggle. Um, there's definitely times when I feel a bit swamped. There's no free time or any free time that generally is left to, you know, socializing, going out with friends is most of the time spent with uh, homework or any other type of studying. Um, and that was most of the case for undergraduate. I'm still completing some undergraduate courses. I'm at the same time doing a master's degree uh, as well, and that'll finish in May. Um, so soon to be finished, very exciting. Um, but it does contribute heavily to a little bit of the stress that goes on in life. For anyone that tells you that it's not completely possible, it is possible, and I'm here to tell you that it's possible. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it does require a lot of attention, um, a lot of studying, um, and you have to be pretty focused. There's a lot of kind of self-motivation, self-drive. You you went to University of Michigan, right? Or you're there? Yes, yeah. Cool. Um, and you're studying exactly what is yeah. description. So, so the actual degree itself, the undergraduate is called cellular and molecular biology. And then the graduate program that I'm in right now is biomedical engineering, um, which has different concentrations. One of which, yeah, um, one of the concentrations that I'm working in is regenerative medicine. Um, we focus on biomaterials. Um, so kind of getting into the future of, you know, stem cell therapy and stem cell treatment, which would be super exciting. Um, and yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> what the you. heck? Wow. That's nuts. Damn. Yeah. I'm just a communication major, so not nearly ah, the same good. impact, you know? <laughs> <laughs> good. Kidding. But yeah, no, that's, that's actually really cool. Um, a lot of my friends when I was, um, at Santa Clara, they were like, bioengineers and studying like, uh -huh. physics and all this different stuff so I know the scope I know like all the work that and studying hours they did it was nuts yeah there's definitely a lot of people around me in school that I not to say that I am dumb because I don't feel like I'm dumb but when I'm around my classmates I'm definitely not as smart as a lot of them you know there's a lot of knowledge in the room and um, a lot of big brains so it's yeah it's it's, it's humbling fun. honestly right like being at university where you meet so many people that are like so good at what they're doing and exactly you are so good at skating too which is cool to have like that double world right so we'll yeah. jump back into the skating one now um so tell me about kind of your process of like finding a new partner because I know for a long time you skated with Chloe Lewis who yeah. tell us about your new partner in the process it's funny looking back it feels very short um but at the same time it was kind of a long process um, for her, I think she had been thinking about it for a long time since we had moved to, we'd moved training camps to Marina. You know, we were kind of struggling with this, the idea of not, um, you know, we had familial pressure with going to school. You know, my parents were huge advocates to go to school. And obviously that was something that I was actually personally very interested in. And at the same time, you know, Chloe's parents were similar pressure on her. We had a Marina who was also, you know, we had recently found out come January that she was going to move to Florida. Um, and we initially thought it was happening in May and then it was kind of pushed up to February. So it was really close. And I think, you know, Chloe felt a lot of pressure in trying to understand and, you know, figure out what she wanted to do, whether that was go to Florida and, you know, risk a little bit of her education or, you know, continue her education and, um, further that 
she felt that, you know, her education was extremely important and I do the same. You know, that's why I'm still in college. That's why I'm still in university. You know, Chloe and I were very close. Um, it was very hard for her, I think more than I, um, not to say that it wasn't hard for me, but I think, you know, we, we grew up together. I had joined her when I think I was 11 and she was nine. Um, so it's, it was a long time together. And so I think it was, you know, a couple months of a lot of crying, um, a lot of kind of heartbreak. Um, but we both knew that what was best for each other and we kept updating each other obviously along the way. And, um, I'm still in contact with her. We touch base every now and then and I make sure she's doing well. Like I said, we had been together for eight years, nine years. Um, so a very long time. And I hadn't really known what it meant to go looking for another partner. I had never really done that before. So for me to kind of explore what that meant was a little different. Um, so I took some time to figure out, you know, do, do I want to continue skating? Um, I remember watching, um, speaking of Anthony, I remember watching uh, Christine and Anthony doing some exhibitions at Novi. Um, and I came and cheered them on. Obviously, they were good friends and I wanted to support them. I remember watching them skating and think, yeah, I miss this. I want to do that again. Um, and so that kind of led me into finding a new partner. Um, so yeah, now we're training. Um, things are going well. Yeah. Did you have to do like a lot of tryouts to find a new partner or was it something that kind of happened quickly for you? Yeah, this is where I kind of bring up the fact that I've never really done this before and I don't have any, I, well, at the time I didn't have any experience with looking for a new partner. Um, I didn't know how much was reliant upon mm -hmm. me and how much I could actually rely upon my coach at the time was Marina. So how much I could rely on her. She actually was very influential mm -hmm. in bringing people um, to Canton. Um, we actually had, there was a skater from Montreal um, who came and I tried out with, um, but really there wasn't a lot to be honest. And I remember because it was by the time that I had decided, yes, I want to do this for sure. It was kind of in the middle of the season. So there wasn't a lot of options. Um, whenever it's in the middle of season, it's very challenging. So generally speaking, it's easier on off season or, you know, right after junior worlds slash worlds. She did a lot of the heavy lifting and finding partners or at least finding potential partners, finding tryouts. Ava, who I skate with now, um, actually did skate at Canton at the time that, you know, I was there with Chloe and um, she kind of was in the background as Chloe and I kind of departed ways. And I remember seeing her skate. We never actually had a formal tryout until Marina had left and Ava was actually in Novi um, because I stayed around and then obviously I needed to find another training camp because Marina had gone to Florida. So I talked to Igor and we were conversing. And so I kind of showed up at Novi, skated around a little bit and I said, Hey, I know her, you know, what, what would that look like? And so um, Igor kind of set everything up and that's how that tryout went. And obviously we're here now. Things are going well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, I watched you guys at Skate America and you guys looked great. So Thank doing you. well, doing well. <laughs> so where are you guys training now then? So now we're, yeah, we're with Igor mm -hmm. um, in Novi, Igor and his staff, Adrian, Natalia, Pasquale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. And then final question, what are your plans for the future with skating? Are we, are we talking like, you know, 2026 yeah. Olympics, 2022 Olympics? Like what is the timeline <laughs> that you set for yourself? Man, 2022 would be fun. Imagine that. Um, crazy. Yeah, that'd be a little bit of a push. That We're, is uh, really soon. <laughs> yeah, that is really soon. Um, 
obviously like the sooner the better it would be great to go to 2022 it's not necessarily realistic so the plan right now is 2026 granted there's a lot of work to be done you know we are a new team you know going to skate america we didn't we didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic this year um we didn't know what the plan was u.s figure skating um was very good about communicating at the same time it was you know a little there was a lot of delayed communication because they didn't know what was going to happen um i know the isu committee was also you know they were struggling to get things together so um we're very fortunate for the opportunities we've had so far but there's a lot of work to be done obviously 2026 would be fantastic um that would be the end goal for skating um we may end up going farther although i know that ava feels the same as i do in regards to you know we want to move on with our lives you know have a career um past skating that being said i know i'll always be involved in figure skating specifically i stance um in some aspect um yeah i that's about as far as i know i've been looking into obviously with finishing up my degree here soon um come may 2021 um potential careers in the actual degree that i'm obtaining uh so that's kind of super exciting i've always been wanting to kind of give back to the community and the world that i've you know lived in so far um so i'm trying to figure out ways to do that whether that be you know through a career that i'm getting the degree in or um through skating obviously giving back to the whole world that kind of got me where i am today so super exciting I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Please give me a follow on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And keep telling me what you think of my episodes, what kind of content you want to see from me, who you want me to interview. I love doing this and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.